Welcome to Granite State Golfers with Micah. I'm an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. This episode features the return of Tara Watt, who was my guest in episode two. I caught up with Tara to discuss her win this week, capturing her third straight New Hampshire women's mid-am at her home course, Dairyfield. We discussed the added pressure of playing at her home course, and we also discussed how she moved on from a bad hole in the final round to go on and shoot one under on the back nine to clinch the tournament. Tara offers some great advice for all golfers. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Hi, Tara. Welcome back on the show, and congratulations on your victory in the women's mid-am, making the third year in a row that you've now won the event. Thanks. It's uh, good to be back. So coming out of the women's stadium at Concord Country Club a couple weeks ago, you finished T3. How, How were you feeling about your game at that tournament and then in the time leading up to the mid am this week? So I haven't really been playing that much this year. I'm sort of kind of battling an ongoing injury. I have a back issue. Um, I've been in physical therapy and lots of other things. Uh, so my back wasn't feeling that great going into the stadium. Uh, so I just was kind of like, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. And by day three, it was really aggravating me. Um, so considering that, I'm okay with how I played there. But I just knew that, you know, I had to take... I couldn't play as much just because the more I play, the more my back hurts. So um, obviously I would have liked to have been in first place, but um, <laughs> third place isn't all that bad considering. Yeah. So, um, and I, I just, like I said, I haven't been playing that much. So um, my game isn't where I would like for it to be, but still okay. Uh, you And you mentioned in an interview with the New Hampshire Golf Association that you felt some added pressure about the mid-am because it was being played at your home course at Dairyfield. Tell me a little bit more about that pressure. And I assume also a comfort level. Obviously, you know that course incredibly well, but perhaps raised expectations by you and others that because of course knowledge, you know, you were probably um, definitely one of the favorites going in. Yeah, I think we briefly touched on this the first time you and I chatted uh, when you had asked me what I was playing in. And I joked saying that yeah it's at dairy field so you know i'm obviously have played that course more than anybody and i said but you know if if i win it's like oh yeah well you should but if <laughs> i don't it's like what the heck did you do um so there was that little added pressure but um you know again i, I try not to think about it too much and just golf is hard so you just got to go out and you know try your best and the one thing with it being at my home course is i know or i knew which holes i could be aggressive on um you know uh it's a short course from the tees we played and I can drive, I think five of the par fours there. Um, there's a couple that you don't really, you know, want to risk during tournament play, but um, I took advantage on the ones where there wasn't really that much trouble. And like the 10th hole, I drove it both days, made birdie the first day yesterday. I actually technically didn't drive it yesterday. I was on the fringe, but I was right there. So I had a putter in my hand, but um, it was a tough pin yesterday, but still, you know, just taking advantage where I knew I could, um, where that course knowledge came in handy. You had a really good first day shooting 71. How were you feeling after your round? You know, how were you feeling physically with your back? And how did you feel about your round after day one? Uh, so I actually, just uh, my back, I started, <laughs> I tried dry needling and that's actually helped me a ton. So 
I did that the, the day before the tournament and it actually helped. So I felt great going in Wednesday. Uh, and then, you know, a four shot cushion is, it's always nice. Um, so I, I felt confident after day one, but you know, I got Dana right on my heels, who yeah. is uh, probably the most decorated female golfer in the state. And, and, you know, she's, she's still right there, you know, and it's, as you saw yesterday on my scorecard with that triple bogey I made, uh, you know, she's right back in it. So it's golf is one of those things where it's like, you know, you can't let one hole ruin your round or your mindset and just going to keep grinding it out. Um, so I definitely made it interesting going into the back nine. Um, <laughs> but again, the four shot lead going into the second day was definitely um, settled the nerves a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually really what I want to get into with you and, and chat about. It, you know, between the two days, it looked like you you played really well on the back nine both days. And I think you were, you were one under um, on the back nine on day two. Um, but going back to that front nine, you mentioned the triple bogey. And then I think after that, you went maybe bogey, bogey. So when you make the turn, you your lead is now just one over Dana. Were you aware at the time of where you stood? Were you looking at the leaderboard or did you was she in your group and you just sort of knew where you guys were at with each other? Yeah, Dana and I were playing in the same group. We played together both days. Um, and honestly, I didn't know what was going on the groups ahead of us. Um, I kind of just assumed it was our group. So, and I knew I was keeping track. I, I think I had um, Kat's scorecard, but I kept Dana's scorecard too, because for me, with a two-day tournament, like I want to know where I stand. And especially at Derry Field, it, it's, you know, how, how am I going to play? Like, do I play conservative or do I need to get aggressive? So I think I looked at Lauren when we made the turn and I was like, shoot, I'm like, we have a one shot lead. And I was like, I can get so aggressive on this side. And I said, so let's just go. So I stepped on the 10th tee and she just threw the driver at me. Um, and I was like, all right, let's do this. So that was kind of my mindset knowing, you know, Dana was playing well. And uh, I was like, you know, she could easily shoot, you know, par or better on this side. So I have to be better. So let's, I want to unpack this a bit more because you and I talked about this, I think the first time, you know, one of the hardest things that a lot of golfers face is how to recover and move on in a positive way from bad shots and bad holes, right? That's just, that happens. That's part of the game we play, but it is really challenging for a lot of golfers to let go of those bad holes and bad shots. So can you just share a bit more, you know, you make the triple bogey. What, how did you sort of regroup and let go of what happened on the front to, to have a more positive mindset going into hole 10. Yeah. So I was just kind of thinking about Wednesday's back nine and, you know, I shot two under Wednesday and I could have easily been four or five under. Uh, so I, you know, having done it before and having, you know, knowing like, Hey, I can do this. That helps a lot. Um, so I just was, I needed that one good swing and I, I stepped up on the tee on 10 and I hit a great drive and I knew that I was going to either be on the green or just shy of it. And I ended up, like I said, it was a three putt, but technically not a three putt because I was on the fringe. Um, <laughs> but, and it was a tough pin and my birdie putt lipped out. I parred that hole and Dana made a bogey. And I was just kind of like, I think that's where I was like, all right, I have two shots, which is, you know, better than one. And then just from there, I just kind of kept the positive momentum going. And um, I had Lauren Ryan on my bag who's my best friend and she's a golfer too. And I think her and I were just talking the whole time and we were just being like super upbeat and positive and like, 
I think even cracking jokes about the triple. And I think I said to her like, yeah, Hey, you know, you got to keep it interesting. Got to throw the big number in there. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm like, we're amateur golfers. We're not professionals. And I'm like, Ricky, Ricky made a 10 last week, Ricky Fowler. So That's it's right. like, you know, it happens and you can't let it, you can't let it get to you. Cause then it, you know, it gets in your head and then you get the negative thoughts and you start talking negative to yourself. Um, so I know it's easier said than done, but just playing a ton of tournaments and having the experience I've, think I've grown in that part of my game just knowing to like shake it off and there's lots of birdies out there lots of golf left so I'm actually happy that it happened early in the round um because as you can see my scorecard I made triple and then I went bogey bogey so it still affected me a little bit um but then I you know I got back on track with a lot of golf left so I was thankful for that any memorable shots or holes beyond hole 10 which was obviously a great start to the back nine but any other holes or shots you you would want to mention on your back nine? Uh, I think so. 16 is another hole that I can drive uh, on Wednesday. I actually I drove it through the green, uh, but I made up and down for a birdie. And then I kind of was talking to Lauren and I was like, I think driver might be too much here. And then I was like, you know what? Just give me the driver. And I hit it a little bit left and I had like a really, really tough chip shot because I was kind of behind a tree. So I had to like do like a bump and run into a hill and it was just a tough shot and I didn't pull it off. Um, but then I had to get up and down to make par and I hit a chip. It wasn't great, but I hit a, a you know, probably like an, a nine foot putt and made it. And it was just like, Oh, that's awesome. Like that was such a great up and down. Um, nice. and then I kept that momentum going and 17 also, that was another hole. That's a, the only par five at dairy field. Uh, and you know, I hit a really great drive and I was looking at Lauren and I think I had like 180 to the hole. And she was like, four iron, five iron. And I was like, nope. I was like, playing smart. I was like, I just want to par out. I was like, give me the eight. We're going to play it as a three-shot hole. And it was funny because Dana kind of gave me crap about that. And she was like, we were, we were waiting for you to grab your whatever four iron and stick it on the green. <laughs> but I was like, no, I was like, I just, you know, I, I knew I had a, a good cushion there, but I just didn't want to, you know, hit a, make a lazy swing or something and get yeah. myself in trouble. So. Do you and Dana talk when Dana in this case, but when you're playing in that final group, do you talk with your playing competitor? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously it depends on who it is. Cause there's some people that are like super serious and no conversation whatsoever. Um, but I'm very like laid back and, you know, if people want to talk, I'll talk. Uh, I guess it all depends on if you're riding with somebody, Dana and I took a cart together on Wednesday. Um, so we chatted it up and then, Yesterday, I had my own cart with Lauren, so her and I were kind of doing our own thing. But, um, you know, I'm always I'm cheering competitors on. You know, I, I don't you know, I, I love I love the competition. And it's like I'm, I'm always I want to I want to win because I played the best. And if somebody beats me because they played better than me, I'm all for it. Yeah, um, I just you know, I, and I'm a very friendly person. So, like I said, in the first interview we had, I, I love all of the relationships I've built through the game of golf and the people I've met. So. I'm always talking, but again, there's some people that like to keep quiet and I respect that. Yep. Um, well, looking ahead, uh, any other tournaments that you're playing in this year and looking even further ahead to next year, have they announced the location for next year's mid -Am? Uh, Not yet. The only tournament I have yet uh, left this year, I have my little, my club championship at Dairyfield tomorrow and Sunday. Um, that's a fun tournament. So I have that. Um, I usually try to play in a USGA event, which would be the mid-am. Uh, but I had to pass on that this year because coaching at St. A's started on Wednesday. So we're in full season and we're straight out till the middle of October. Uh, but 
maybe next year I'll definitely play in the state am again. Uh, definitely the mid am because I got to go for the four peat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'd love to try and qualify for the USGA mid am next year. It's in Pennsylvania. So that'll be a kind of a local ish site that I'd love to get down to again. That's a great event. Super. Well, uh, congratulations again, and good luck with uh, the St. Anselm golf team this fall. Hope you guys have a great season. Thank you very much. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening. Granite State Golfers is produced by Dew Sweeper Productions. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, tee it up, have fun, and go low.